Brothers and sisters! Brothers and sisters! I don't know what this world is coming to! Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, y'all? It's the Full Disclosure Show, where we tell it like a T.I. is. I'm Derek Lamont Williams the first. We got Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. What up, what up, what up? Got a uh, special guest again calling in from uh, Marion Correction Facility. What's up with it? We're going to try to get you on the Bluetooth real quick, Tyler. It may be recorded and monitored. Yeah, Thomas, we're trying to get you on this Bluetooth. But, uh, what up, y'all? You know what I'm Hold saying? Telling you, coming with. There we go, you got it? All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and get right into the. No? Yeah, we got it. We're going to go ahead and get right into the proceedings this evening. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, you want to take take it take take it to the bridge? So today I'm going to uh, talk about the Marion Correction Facility and the things that's going on at the <clears throat> Marion Correctional Facility right now. It's crazy there. Their lives is in danger. People is dying. Uh, they're infected, and it's crazy things going on. And I just uh, my brother. He's incarcerated there, and he wants to share his story and everything that's going on there. So, go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, briefly tell him what's going on in there. Damn. I'm sorry. Um, God, excuse me. I'm a little sick still. Um, yes, Thomas, this is definitely, it's definitely a, a work of art going on down here right now. Um, it's, it's actually kind of sad. Um, the lack of medical For y'all who can't hear real quick, for y'all that can't hear real quick, this is Lisa's brother who's in Marion, uh, who has contracted the coronavirus in there. Okay, we got him on Bluetooth now. All right, go ahead. Okay. Still in. Yo, we got uh, right here live from Marion. You want to say, tell him who it is? Cut him off real quick. Hold on, Thomas. 
So, but I just want to make people aware of what's going on because we did have a little bit of technical difficulty in the beginning. So, if you okay. didn't hear, my brother is in Marion Correctional Facility right now, and he has contracted the coronavirus, so he has tested positive, and he's just sitting here telling his story and the situation of things going on. They're, they're infected. It's not being isolated. Um, they're underfed. And and they're just not being treated humanely. So go ahead, Thomas. Yes, um, I mean the main thing is want want people to start to to to, to push for you know courts to realize and, and remember and the governor and whoever else was in a position of power who could make a change and just hasn't put the footwork in to do so yet. Um, is that, like I said, again, a lot of these inmates, they either have outtakes, you know, um, uh, I think I ain't it out, I talk to a lot from Chicago, he's down on a non-violent case, he, uh, he actually only has about eight months left, they refuse to let him go, um, and now because of improper, the, 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 the improper way of movement, he now has it because of one of their COs. Um, it was a situation where a CO, Officer George, he was pulled He was suspected to be in contact with Lieutenant Thomas, who was the first reported officer at Mary in the Habit. And when they pulled him from the block, he was off the block for about six days. Then they sent him back to the block. I don't know if they sent him back either before his test results or if they just sent him back and didn't care about his test results. But either way, they came back and grabbed him the next day after sending him back to the block. And then they said, yes, it's confirmed that Officer George has coronavirus. Now, with this being said, a lot of inmates, including myself, don't understand why you would First off, if you didn't know why you would send him back to the block without knowing his results, and then two, if you did know, then please explain to me what was your reasoning for that. Because now you just put all of our lives in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. I don't have a life set. I'm not expecting to die here. I have a family to go home to. I have a son. I have a beautiful sister. I have a, 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 a father waiting on me. I have. I have a whole life out there to live, and I would love to get back to that. But again, like I said, in these types of circumstances, it's starting to look very vague. You know, um, I've been sick now for the past couple of days. My body's been very sore. Um, I have asthma as well. I, I brought that up to the warden. I brought that to their attention. Um, still, nothing has been done about this yet, neither. I've, uh, you know, they I've complained about my inhaler. I'm still waiting on a response behind that. Um, you know, it's, it's just the lack of medical treatment and the, the lack of care just for us as human beings is just utterly sad. You know, it's, 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 it's deeply sad. Like, it's, 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 it's heartening, you know. And um, before I was ever incarcerated, I never knew that this were the type of things that uh, a person in this position could be subject to. But being here and actually living through it, it changes my whole perspective on a lot of things. And if you've never been incarcerated, you may not totally understand. This call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored. <laughs> you may not totally understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. You're in the car with the flu. Can you tell me how you feel after a week or two? Yeah, I can definitely understand that, Thomas. So uh, we got some comments here. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of people want to get into this. Jo Joelle commented. She said, her, "All her prayers are with you." Terry uh, Sanders. Uh, yeah, everybody. Everybody shouting out to you. We're gonna go ahead and get into the show. Thanks for your call, brother. Thanks for calling, Thomas. Uh, give me a call back in about an hour, okay? All right. I love you too. I love you too. Be safe.
All right, Derek. All right, now. All right, thanks for the Thank call, you. man. Keep your head up. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rich, did you get all that? Okay, man. Pardon me. Any other inmates is just amazing. You know, um, you know, like you said, he understands that some people have an issue with people who are in prison, but they're still human. They still have brothers, they still have sisters, they have kids, they have parents. Um, there was a situation where, uh, you know, maybe have a sick ward or sick level and get the people who are healthy to a side or, or uh, a ward and then allow them the, the correct medical care and and, and uh, help that they need. Because um, once again, they still are human. And, you know, you see sometimes, even, you know, not, not that this is part of the situation, but hey, sometimes people are in, in jail just because they don't have money to pay bail. And then they, they might have missed a court date, they might have got, um, you know, stopped for driving and all these other crazy things. So just be careful, they're still human. My, my, my thoughts, my love, my blessing go out to your brother. I hope that he's able to heal up and uh, come out of this uh, on the other side healthy and, and alive. Thank you. It's greatly appreciated. It's just crazy. When he called me and told me, like, I wasn't ready. I kind of thought he was joking around. And my brother, he'll play some Terry, jokes on Terry me. Terry Sons want to recap with a convo real quick. <clears throat> So let me let me real quick, Terry, and those that just joined, Lisa's brother called from a Marion Correctional Facility, and there's a coronavirus outbreak going on there. And uh, Lisa, you want to take it from there? And Marion, I do want to make it clear that Marion is the has the highest right now at this point, the highest number of infected positive infections within the correction facility in Ohio. So my brother called me, he did contract the coronavirus and he has asthma real bad. So that's a big concern for us. And in the facility, they're underfed. And I'm trying to share a picture that he shared with me. I'm trying to share it now, but I did share it in the group earlier. So I'll share it again. And they're underfed. They're under staff not understaffed but they're not getting the right medical treatment that they're that they need they're not being isolated and they're just basically being treated inhumane and it's not mary is not the only one it's really all the correction facilities that are in ohio and um yesterday they did have a protest outside of marion so basically my brother has been trying to bring light to the situation and bring some noise to the situation because regardless of whether he gets out, there's still people that's in there and there's going to be people that's coming, that's going back or, you know what I'm saying? And if nobody brings light to the situation, then it's just going to continue and continue to continue. So I just want to bring attention to the situation and remind y'all that yeah, these people are in jail for whatever crime that they may or may not have committed. But at the end of the day, they're still people and they need to be treated better. And the more voices that we have on any situation, the more attention you bring to it, the more it's likely something's going to be done. So let's send out our positive energy. Let's send out some attention to the situation. Because your loved one can be in jail. He might not be in Marion, but this situation right now is hectic in all the jails. So, you know what I'm saying? You might have a loved one in jail, or you might have a loved one that may go to jail. You may go to jail, but just know that these are the conditions that are being had right now. Hey, we had a few comments yeah. before you went in on it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, George Gerard said they need an isolation unit for the inmates. Uh, she works in the medical field as well. I just thought I'd say that. Shazana Staple said exactly. Different rules for different hues. 
Ann Rollins went on to say, this absolutely saddens me. There's no excuse for treating them this way. Prayer for healing. God is able. And I saw that pic. Horrible. She saw the pic of the food you posted. And Trezano said, Trezano Staples said, Cindy Bell's incarcerated healing energy. And when Ann Rollins went on to say, it's also self-serving to the guards to get under control. They'll take it to their family. Exactly. And that's what happened. One of the CEOs have, has died already. Um, and there has been a few inmates that has died. And I did find the uh, advocacy group for the Marion Correction Facility. And in this group, someone has shared a picture of the exact same meal that my brother shared. And he sent a, a long letter to his loved one and she shared it in the group and I read it. And it was just, it was so heartening. Like, I didn't even know what to say. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I had to get my thoughts together because, you know, you hear about it, you know it, but to be in it, it's totally, it's a totally different, a different lane. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that even when my brother gets out, if I know my brother like I know him, this is going to be something that is going to really bother him. And he's going to try to do what he can do to bring some light to the situation and change the situation. I'm sure he's gained friends in there, gained people that he care about in there. And when he comes home, there's going to be those same people in there. And he's not going to leave them behind if I know my brother. So this is crazy. Do what you got to do. If you have a loved one in there, you're gonna to want to get you're gonna to want to go out there and make some fuss about this. We're having people ask us what we're talking about today. So right now we're talking about the conditions in the Marion Correction Facility. Uh if you guys just tuned in, you missed the you missed the call from my brother. Um my brother has contracted the coronavirus from the correction facility and they're not really doing much in light of keeping them healthy, they're not isolating them, they're not giving them any medicine, really. My brother has asthma, they're underfed, the food is just... How you doing, Miss Rashonda Aaron, who joined us on my watch party here, Marshalia Young, I hope I pronounced that right, how y'all doing? And we were talking about, uh, you know, there's a coronavirus outbreak, and we were talking about Marion, the Marion facility... <laughs> Where uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I know if I, off the top of my head, if I know anybody that's in Marion right now. I'm sure I do. I just don't know it. But uh, you know, the thing, you know, we we know what we talked about this last week when something like this happens. You know, shit rolls downhill, so to speak. You know what I mean? And the people who are, you know, what I'm saying, in the worst positions are affected the worst. You know what I mean? And in a situation where you can't, like we talk about poverty and how you can't. How you try to social distance mm -hmm. when everybody's on top of each other, you know, it's impossible to do, so to speak. I was just riding by the projects just today, and I'm looking. Everybody is, everybody's on top of each other. Yeah, you know. So you go out your door, you right next to somebody out their door. So when you're talking about prison, you right, like you touched on it. The attitude of a lot of people is like, oh well, you in prison. You know yeah. what I mean? So. You know, that's not my concern right now. You shouldn't have did. You know, that's the prevailing attitude of a lot yeah, of people. So, you shouldn't have did what you did to you know, when there. you try when you try to bring up prison, prison rights and prisoners rights to people, you know, a lot of times it falls on deaf ears because, you know, they don't have that experience with the prison system mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of us do. You know, what I mean, we know I mean, there's a lot of good kids, a lot of good guys, a lot of good women mm -hmm. that got locked up just because they were in circumstances and they made a bad decision. And now you're in a situation where you could possibly, you, you're not, you know, you, you got a, a CO. I mean, you think it's a good position yeah. because you're, you're, you're away from it. But when these guys go home, they leaving and they come back and then they give it to the prisoners. The prisoners can't leave. Yep. You know, they can't go anywhere. So it, it's just an unfortunate situation. It really is. And it's really scary. You know, it's like, I don't want to put nothing negative out there in the atmosphere, but... It's like, well, geez, you know, we just lost our mom seven months ago. We just lost another loved one in between there. And then now I get this phone call. So it's a lot of negative 
vibes trying to bring my energy down, you know? You know, when your energy is down, your vibes is down, you're, you're easy target for viruses and, and shit. So let's just get this out there and let these people know the more... The more attention you bring to this, the, the better off we'll be in getting this resolved, getting some help. <clears throat> it's not even so much about getting the prisoners released. It's more so about getting the conditions met. That's how I feel. We got some more comments, Dick Dyson. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to... George Harris said, if you follow protocol... The number of cases, the nursing home I work in is at zero cases. Shout out to my Candlewood family. Uh, and Rodney said, right, my mom is in the nursing home and they are doing an amazing job of containing it. Trezana Sample said, they are feeding the toxic food that produces mucus, which harbors and feeds the viruses. Jules Gerard went on to say, I mean, if you follow protocol, the number will go down. Trezana Staples went on to say some were wrongly convicted too. And then I, I put the number up there, 330 if people wanted to call in. But uh, you touched on something that we talked about earlier, Lisa. You know, when you're talking about finding off a virus, one of the two of the most important things is your diet and rest. You know what I mean? And when you're in the prison, when you're eating the stuff that they're eating, your, your diet is actually feeding the, the disease or the virus. And also... There's no rest. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I ain't never been locked up, but I don't think I could. You can fall asleep, but there's no rest. I don't see how you rest at all in there. You know what I mean? So, and then especially with what's going on now. So it makes it almost impossible or, or very, very difficult for your body to fight it off. You know what I mean? They don't help you at all. No vitamins, no anything. No. And the, the commissary is locked up. They won't let them go to commissary. So they're giving that, that meal that I showed, just to make you guys aware, the meal that I showed, the, the Cheerios, I think it was two hot dogs, and my brother said it was, uh, those white things was potatoes. And they get that once a day, and then the commissary is locked up, so they can't even go to the store and get nothing. And then they eat the next day, Whatever they give them, whatever slop they give them. So, I mean, how are you supposed to survive, survive like that? I don't, I don't understand. I don't well, understand. They, they get the bob. They're getting whatever resources is getting allocated. They're getting what's left. They're getting the, the hog moths. They're getting the scraps. And whatever the they're telling the you. Scraps. And whatever they're telling you on the news, how they're coming in there helping them. I've seen on the news, they said they got all these food boxes, they're giving them all this food, and they got these beds for the sick, but that's not true. The, the news is fucking lying. Trump is fucking lying. And whoever else is lying. I'm talking to these people. I, can, I hear their cries. So, and the letter that I have read in the group, that young man had been reaffected. That was the second time getting the virus. So there is no immunity to it. So these these situations is dire need. You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, little lady in the house. We were just talking about the coronavirus outbreak in Marion. Uh, please chime in with your comments and your concerns. Uh, we got any more comments, Dick Dashley? George said, Lisa, I hope your brother gets well. Thank you. Uh, Patrick Boy Cole said, what up? What's up, Pete? He's joining us. So I can't see the comments here on my watch party, but uh, you got, what was you going to say, Rich? I'm going to shout that number out again, making sure it's, it's low and slow, bro. But I was, I'm able to get in. We can take the calls if they call in. Okay. What's your All name? 330-578-4230. Yes, and, and, and you know, and we're gonna we're gonna keep our you know what I'm saying thoughts energy with that, and we're gonna move on uh, to the next time. I'm gonna go ahead and take this, Dick Dashley, and I'm just basically talking about you know we, we you know the states. Are, you see Georgia, I think Ohio's opening back up with May first. Yeah. You see, Georgia, a lot of these states are getting ready to open back up, and you you know you and so basically I'm just putting it out there like you know 
how 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 do people plan on handling that? Uh, what is their thoughts? And you know, you know, what are their thoughts on that? Was on that there? Me personally, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, because you 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 got so many so much information coming on out here. You got some people by pounding the table that it's a hoax and it's all you know five G. And you got some people pounding the table that this thing is serious. This thing is serious. This thing, you know. And some people I respect. You, I've seen healthcare workers say, "Oh, this is real," you know. And then I've seen healthcare workers say, "Oh, it's not what it's supposed to be." Me personally, because it's uncertainty, you know. If it's, not, I don't know. I don't. I haven't other than your brother. I haven't known anybody personally that has it. You know what I mean? So I'm not on the front lines. I'm not, you know, in the, in the I, I don't know. But I'm going to proceed with caution. So I'm going to let y'all go ahead on out there. You know, I'm going to keep moving, maneuvering <laughs> like I've been maneuvering. You know, I go to the store. I do what I got to do. But, you know, I keep my distance. And I, and I, and I slide out. And I'm going to continue to do that. But uh, as far I'm gonna let y'all go on out there and tell me if if it's if it's everything is everything before I you know I, I let y'all do that. I I I think it's better to err on the side of caution. You um, know what I'm saying? I mean that's just how I feel about it. But you know, yeah, you want to tell me how you feel about that? Uh, I think that it is probably the worst so, thing Sean, Ray. that can be done. I feel like. History repeats itself. What is it? The Spanish flu? Yeah. When they uh, released people early and he had a reoccurrence and it was worse than the first time. Mm -hmm. I think that we may be in a situation such, such as that. I'm hoping that I am wrong. And I'm hoping that it won't be that way. But people aren't smart. People um, aren't very hygienic. So, and I think that people are acting a fool now that we are in quarantine. So, we didn't have no money then. Now we got money because you couldn't spend <laughs> it unless you spent it all on Amazon. But, you know, people about to spend this $1,200. I mean, did you see did you see the party? Did you see the party? Yeah, I saw it. Rich, did you see the party in Chicago? Okay. Yeah, hundred people, right? Well, it was more than a hundred people. Yeah, it was like more than a hundred. It was. I mean, the the thing said like, uh, like I don't know, it was a lot of people, and they was packed there <laughs> like you couldn't move. But uh, I just wanted to go ahead. Somebody from there about to get a uh, good case of coronavirus. I tell you. I mean, you you can't you can't you can't people don't take care of themselves. So you can't trust them to do what's best for you. I mean, people don't wear condoms. You know what I mean? So you can't you know? trust people to... So you know, people, people don't... Yeah, they don't care enough about their body to wear a condom. So they don't care enough about what they eat. They don't care enough about exercising. Right. So they don't care enough about not coughing or getting coughed on. Or so, just, just being smart and, you know, doing the, the easy... I mean, the simple things that you can do. To try to, you know, stay healthy or whatever. People be so wet to go outside. People be so wet to spend their money. They don't even think. And they don't spend it with the same people that... The stores ain't going nowhere, That man. been talking, talking crazy to them and treating them and discriminating, mm. discriminating against them for the longest. So, you know, that's a whole nother story, a whole nother show. So, Take Dazzler. We got some uh, comments. Fajana Staples said, keyword is survive. They, the establishment, don't expect them, the inmates, to survive, period. Uh, she went on to say, I would rather be safe than sorry. Washing my hands and keeping my social distance is the norm for me. Uh, Veronica Thornton, what's going on, Veronica? She said, this will come and go in waves for quite a while. They want to open up only because the money being lost. It will take over a million beds for them to lock it down. What's going on, Ernest Cage? Trezana went on to say, $1,200 ain't shit. That's only $40 a day if you look at it on a monthly basis. So, you know, overall, if, if they want to reopen states, you know, the uh, the governors have that, that say-so, you know. And uh, I, I think right now, with us doing the social distancing and 
and keeping things on lock has been controlling the spread. I think, you know, Ohio got ahead of it more than a lot of other states, obviously. So I do give Mike DeWine some of that credit, but, you know, they're opening up for the sake of business. It's not, you know, I know people with small businesses, you know, Amazon right now, Zoom cleaners, go check her out. If you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, you know, places like that, I see suffering. And it just amazes me that they tell, and I coach this too, when I'm sitting down with people about to retire or talking in general, they say you need three to six months worth of money saved up in case of emergency, in case of something like this. And it's just amazing that these billion, trillion dollar companies didn't have three to six months worth of money saved up after making huge profits year over year. So it's more of a push for the people who really control things, which are the corporate elite, to make sure that you go back and work for them and make money for them. So they're willing to, like somebody said, until they get over a million lives, uh, they're willing to sacrifice you. And what's amazing to me is the amount of people willing to be sacrificed. Yeah. They don't even know. Or do they know and don't care? And you know, like, I get it. I get opening up your businesses. You know what I mean? I get I get that type of thing. But again, it's about trusting the public to be diligent. You know what I mean? It's about trusting the public. And I don't trust the public. <laughs> That's the whole thing. You see, you just see, uh, you know, people can't wait. And, and, you know, you got so many people who don't think this thing is real anyway. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it, it people are dangerous. We know that. People are dangerous. We see people... You know what I mean? Inject themselves with disaffected. People are dangerous, man. It's just that simple. And I don't trust the public. So it's, it would be it would be better if I if we could say, okay, business and open up, but everybody could operate in a way where we can, you know what I mean? We, we, but, you know, I just don't trust people. So, you know, it, it's, it's very difficult. So I get opening because you know it's places I want to go to that's not haven't been open. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait till they open up. But I, I, I won't be there day one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I just don't trust people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And have you seen where people are outside of certain establishments protesting for them to open up? That's just ridiculous. Here white folks mad because they gotta stay in the house. Yeah, that's beyond I don't humans. And it's not, I mean, and it's not like, it's not like this quarantine has been strongly enforced. Let's be real. It really You hasn't. know what I mean? Like, oh, the National Guard is coming out and, you know, they gave me this paper at my job. You got to have this paper. Nobody, no police officers has pulled me over. Nobody has questioned me outside my house. I've been outside the house after 9, 10, 11, and I've hadn't, I hadn't. So it's not like it's being strongly forced. You know, people are violating it every day. You know, next door they're going to have parties, people all in the house. Nobody, police ain't come, shut it down. And so, I mean, don't act like, you know, we under martial law and can't come out the house. You know, it's just people just be, you know, be diligent, be smart. Be safe. Just take the proper precautions. It's not, it doesn't seem that hard. Easier said than done. We got some more comments, Dick Dodds. I can't see him over here. I'm about to Terry Sanders said, uh, my son was disappointed because he couldn't go over his friend's house. And his mama had been exposed to the coronavirus at the nursing home she works at. Boy, go sit your ass down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, and, and, and just just get back on, uh, you know, the opening. Once again, it's, it's, it's money motivated. It's money motivated. They had the option of giving citizens $2,000 each. What the government needs to realize that, you know, play fair with the citizens. The $2,000 is going to go right back into the economy because most people are just using it to pay bills. So it's going to keep the economy, it acts as a stimulus for the country. But they, they don't want to look like it's a welfare state or they're giving something away. I mean, I believe Canada has it right. I believe New Zealand's doing it right. I believe there's several countries that have done it right. But just the perception. And if you want these people to go back to work, what it's going to entail, what it's going to take, I, I, I really think they should give people at least double their salary right now. 
You know, if I'm asking you to come back in and risk your life and give you double salary, well, I believe that's a, it's a two-sided coin with that. Of course, it could hurt the bottom line, but that's just sharing more uh, of the wealth throughout the company. You go back to 1978, the average CEO made 20 times the average salary of the person. Right now, it's like 200 times. In some places, it's a thousand times. Look at Jeff Bezos. So it's just sharing the wealth. You know, once they, they weaken the, uh, the the unions, the whole nine, you didn't have anybody advocating for you. People said the state will do it. Well, we see what happens. Absolute power corrupts absolute. Yeah, man. So uh, I want to I want to urge people to be wary. I would like to urge people to, you know, what I mean, to kind of tiptoe as things do continue to open up, as states do continue to open up, as stores do continue to open up. You know, I, w I would just like to encourage people to just, you know, be wary of just jumping back out there and, and just, you know, like everything is everything. You know what I mean? Just be safe. Take care of yourself. You know, still, you know, stay somewhat quarantined. You got to get stuff. You need stuff. If you got to go out, go out. If you don't, just, you know, try to avoid the extra, you know, and, and just like tiptoe our way back into this thing and see how things go. That's, I mean, that's what I would, that's all I would like to just encourage people just to, you know, hold up a little bit. Hold up. Wait. Dick Dasley, you tapped into the full disclosure show. I'm Dag Lamont Windsor first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dasley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. We talking about how the state's getting ready to open back up. What, what y'all doing? Y'all running to get your hair done right away? What's going on? What's up, Gabriel? Get that hair done. They're going to the bar. You know, I do want to go to the barbershop, but, you know, I'm going to hold up first. I'm going to hold up. You know, you, I mean, you know, you sanitize your chair, sanitize the clippers, you know, after every customer, wash your hands. You know, it should be all right, but I'm, I'm still going to wait. Mm -mm. Too many people still, the numbers are still Because there's going to be up. too many people in there. I ain't going. I'm going to wait. Right. I'm wait. The first wave, there's going to be a whole bunch of people in there. There's going to be a whole bunch of new reinfections. Everybody going to be in the barbershop. <coughs> yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> and you ain't even going to want to jump on them because yeah. they're going to be like, uh-uh, social distancing. Any more comments, Dick Dazzling? What's up, Thomas E. Arab? Staples said the greedy politicians act as though taxpayer money is their money, and have started and have stated that taxpayers will take advantage and don't want to work. So that I believe she's saying, you know, that's lead to them want, want to push people back out there prematurely. I mean, to be honest with you, we pay taxes, but I'm not really quite satisfied. So how? Much of are my tax dollars working, and how much of my tax tax dollars are you really putting to what you're supposed to be putting to? Because my roads are still shitty, my police force is still shitty, and that's the we point. Still have no yeah. programs, and that's the point, man. You know, they they, the elite, the power, the people are going to do what they're going to do. We as a people have to be smarter. That's all. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to be smarter. Just because businesses agree. open up don't mean we got to jump through the window to spend our money. You know what I mean? If you got your stimulus check money still in your pocket, chill out, man. You ain't got to spend it all right now as soon as they open the gates up. Jesus Christ. You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. And we're going to go ahead and get into the social media post of the week. Dick Dashley. Quick, Jelana Sable said, her either, Lisa. She's like, me either, Lisa. Girl, me neither. Hey, so social media post of the week, I shared something in the group uh, about Michael Rappaport. For you who don't know, Michael Rappaport is an actor. Uh, he's been around for years. Uh, he played Remy. Who was that? Uh, he played Remy. Higher learning. He was Remy. Yeah, so he was Remy and that. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Swear to fucking God, man. I'll do it. I hate all the niggers and kikes. <laughs> Classics, bro. Hey, y'all, that was last for the movies. We all be outside picking it, you know? So, uh, you know, but he will know, if, just so you don't know, he a big hip-hop head, too. Uh, so 
he he I will give him props. He goes against a lot of the things that the power establishment has. He just had a call of arms uh, related to hip hop and what is it doing since this lockdown. I just want to go ahead and play this clip. Yo, where the fuck is hip hop at? Where the fuck is hip hop music at? Where the MCs at? Where's the leadership at? Hip hop is supposed to be the voice of the people. Hip hop is supposed to be articulating uh, what's going on. And that one song, that one verse, that one freestyle about the actual blood, sweat, and tears that we've all been dealing with for the last fucking seven weeks. Not one, nothing, nobody wants to articulate the reality of what's going on through music, through rhyme. Where's the fucking MCs at? Where are the rappers at? This is why people don't take that new shit seriously. You don't think Tupac would be talking that shit right now? Saying something, putting out a freestyle, not one fucking, where the fuck is hip hop at? All right. So he said it. He put it out there. He called the arms. Where's hip hop? And he was really talking to the new hip hop artists. You know, the ones that are really big right now. Um, more than just you know going on social media or anything like that, talking, but actually dropping the verse and and, and articulating it using their art form. He's asking, where are they? Uh, you know, you've you've had people in the past do things. You know, I remember when uh, Barack Obama got elected. My president is black. I remember when uh, President Trump got elected, Eminem did uh, the freestyle of the year about about this about this man. Where is the new breed of MC? And uh, we, we talked about this in the discussion on the Full Disclosure Show's page, uh, the group. Check it out, Full Disclosure Show group, and also the page Full Disclosure Show. And uh, go hit like, join, uh, and then be part of the discussion. But in that discussion, we had a few people who were like, uh, you know, they, they agreed with it. It's like, hey, where is everybody at? And I'll, I'll say here what I said there. When when you look at hip hop, it follows the arc that the civil rights movement followed. And I know this is kind of going deep to, to get to this answer, but you look at, we, we just look for integration. We look for acceptance. You know, we thought maybe if we work next to somebody, we'd have what they have. Not realizing there'd be different rules the whole nine. But prior to that integration, we had our own things. We had our own hotels, our own restaurants. We had our own bus systems. We had our own economy, what have you, in our own neighborhoods where the dollar circulated a few times. If you look over my shoulder, you see that book back there, Black Label, White Wealth, that talks about this. So our money was circulating. Then we went out, we started wanting to be in their Hollywood movies. We gave up our sports leagues. We had our own baseball leagues. We had our own sports leagues. We started wanting to integrate with theirs. And then what happened? We got a chance to do it, but now we run, we catch it, we dance we sing and we acted for others to become wealthy and, and to make lives off of our stuff. So let's juxtapose that to hip hop. In the early days of hip-hop, you had people who was doing it because it was an art form, it was a way to express themselves. The whole culture of hip-hop, you know, whether it be the b-boy dressing or the cutting, scratching and the DJ, or the LMC spitting the rhymes, it was all part of the culture. And it was authenticity. That, that was your currency. Authenticity was the currency in the beginning. So you fast forward to the late 80s, early 90s, once people started actually becoming wealthy because rappers that we grew up with weren't wealthy. But they were nice, you know. They they were they were the uh, they were the usher ends of the new breed of MC. New breed of MC started getting money, and once you get money, you get corruption. Then people just started rapping for the money. So it's almost like the first MCs they were the neighborhoods that we had back in the day, and the currencies spending money with each other and credits knowing each other the whole nine. Then once the money came in, they forgot that. Then people started rapping for the charts, not for the art. So now you have these younger MCs now, this something's going on crazy in the world. It used to be hip hop just told what was happening on the streets. Now they only tell stories that make them characters. I can't necessarily just say it's all their fault because we're raising these young people. So we have to take onus as the old heads, as the, the past generation of what are we teaching them? Are we teaching them just go for the money? Are we teaching them integrity? So I think it's a call 
to arms for a lot more than just current hip hop artists. And with that, Lisa, I'd like to see your thoughts. I, I think I see some stuff popping up before we get into it. Uh, a zebrahead, uh, Veronica Thornton said, uh, what's going on, Alicia? Patrick Cole said, what boy Cole said, I'm an old head who always say, let the youngins do their thing. But my only criticism is today's hip hop has no substance. All right, Sister Lisa. Hold on, I got my man Tommy McElrath on the watch party. Tune in to Full Disclosure Show. Says the new MCs are soft. I just like the just like the young folks. Lisa. Yes, I definitely agree with uh, Bubba and what's his name, Thomas. Thomas. I definitely agree with the, what they're saying. Um, what's up, cousin? My cousin Anthony Banks. I can understand what what. Um, Mike, Mike, that's his name? Rappaport, yeah. Rappaport. Remy. Remy, I'm going to call him Remy. That's <laughs> why I'm going to call him Remy. I can understand what Remy is saying. Um, I think he's just calling out what, how he see it. He's just telling it like a T.I. is. You know what I'm saying? And that's what hip-hop was, exactly what you just said. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop would tell you the stories. They would tell you what's going on. And today's hip-hop, they don't tell you that. I don't know what the hell they be talking about. I don't even understand them half the time. And honestly, sometimes I'm not even sure if I want to understand them. You know, but... And to what you were saying, as far as back in the day, like people had their own and everything, I do... We did. You know what I'm saying? I do think that we need to go back back there to having our own. But I also think that... It's going to take white people to end racism. Now, that doesn't mean that they need to to join what we're doing. Those are totally two different things, but we need white people to end racism. So, you know what I'm saying? They're valuable in that aspect, but, they, but when we're building our own and doing what we do, they need to mind their own business stay over there and let us do what we, what we do. That's just how I feel. Derek. Any more comments for Vic Dawson? No, no new ones. No new ones. Alicia Zion says, she said, hey. What's up, lady? Oh, wait, wait. Patrick, my boy Cole said, today's rappers aren't MCs. Because I mentioned MCs earlier. Right, he said right, today's right. rappers are not MCs. Well, uh, I want to be fair, you know, because... I'm not, you know, maybe if my son was here, somebody, could, they'd be like, well, you didn't hear the song that such and such made saying this and this and that, or you didn't hear the song because I'm not tapped in. I'm not, I don't know what songs are out there. It could be artists that have made music or have said something that I just, that, that maybe is outside, you know what I mean, my awareness. So I, taking that into consideration, I do feel where you're coming from. You know, there was once a time, and, and one of the things that I loved about it, like, you know, we was actually talking about, like, people like Umar Johnson and people who, people like, you know, uh, 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 you know, certain, you know, these people who, if this was 90, 1990, their names would be all in the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would be hearing these people, even if you didn't know you were like, oh, such and such is rapping about such and such, you know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, and that's, what's, that's what appears to be missing nowadays, like the, the, the connection to the community. You know, you know a, lot, a lot of the, and I don't like to do these new rappers because there are some new MCs that are uh, uh, saying, saying things that are conscious and are uh, uh, respectful of the culture and the crap. And for the, but the ones that you see, the ones that are, are uplifted, the ones that are uh, glorified a lot of times are not. So what you have is, you know, they're, they're in a bubble. They're rapping about their life in a bubble. Like when you talk about rich people aren't affected by the streets like that. They, they're, they're uh, exploiting the streets, like talking about it just to get, you know, to say, oh, I got street cred, you know what I mean, and get this accepted. So, you know, that's definitely like it. And, and when you go back and listen, to, and you go back in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and you listen and you hear, like if you go back and listen to Tupac, and that's who, Rem, who, who, who Remy brought up was Tupac. And, and when Tupac was talking about Latasha Harley's getting shot in Oakland and 
Tupac was talking about, you know, these things that were happening and bringing light to it. And people were listening like, oh, you know, what? And, you know, and go look and, and go find this stuff out and go look this stuff up. So, you know, a lot of a, a lot of that is missing. And I definitely feel where you come from. But I, I don't like blanket statements. And I can't say definitively that there's there are no artists that are that that are making music like that that I just haven't heard it. You know, I, I want to put that out there. But uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to piggyback off that. I mean, you got your you got your artists that I know would probably say something. You, know, you got your J. Cole's, you got your Kendrick Lamar's. Um, you know, I know definitely someone like Royce the Five Nine. Sometimes these people are dropping jewels, J. Electronica. You you hear it, but you know it, it's 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 the veil. It, it's it's coded. It's coded. They're saying it and, and saying it very art, articulately, but a lot of the the, the new heads. I think what he's really saying, you know, call the arms for these young cats. Right. It's more of a challenge of you to say, how could I, how could I have some substance? You know, it's great. You know, everybody want to party. You know, yeah, we we all want to smoke, drink, do whatever your vice is. You know, but there's things going on around you. Now, I will give the millennials credit on this because I believe that's the crowd he's talking to. They are definitely about that independent life. There's a lot of them that are making money without label at all. So, you know, I want to give shouts out to them. And I do see it's kind of a renaissance when it comes to this money. There's a lot of people out here doing things. And Lisa, you had mentioned when I brought up the, you know, civil rights movement, the whole nine, that we need to get back to that. I believe that the pendulum has swung that way. And we're, we're starting to understand, okay, if I don't hire me, ain't nobody going to hire me. So now the music need to reflect that. And I think that's what Derek said. As well, and that's that's basically what you say, Remy Michael Rappaport said. <laughs> I think we got some uh, comments down here. Hey, what's going on, Remy? Robert Berry, Terry Sanders said, Caucasians will never end racism. Either we continue to live with it, or we fight our way out of it. I want to play with, and you're right about that, Terry. I'm going to play what uh, Michael Rappaport said again to bring people up to speed. Once again, he uses some language here that's pretty strong, but he was getting his point across, so I do understand that. Trying to eat cue it back up. It's Michael Rappaport, people. Yo, where the fuck is hip hop back? Where the fuck is hip hop music at? Where the MCs at? Where's the leadership at? Hip hop is supposed to be the voice of the people. Hip hop is supposed to be articulating uh, what's going on. And not one song, not one verse, not one freestyle about the actual blood, sweat, and tears that we've all been dealing with for the last fucking seven weeks. Not one, nothing, no one wants to articulate the reality of what's going on through music, through rhyme. Where's the fucking MCs at? Where are the rappers at? This is why people don't take that new shit seriously. You don't think Tupac would be talking that shit right now? Saying something, putting out a freestyle, not one fucking, where the fuck is hip hop at? All right, so, now I will say I have heard some underground verses. Um, most of the stuff, Dean's kind of maybe it's just going back to what we used to. It used to be a radio station in Cleveland that was a pirate radio station. It come on at night on Fridays, I believe it was Fridays, and uh, you know they play all that all that hip hop. You know what I'm saying? That that real underground stuff. So I know it's probably some artists doing it, but you know I really think. And once again that. I can't speak for Michael Rappaport or Remy, uh, but we're at a higher profile. You know, and I don't want to call nobody out by name because I just might not have heard it, but it's some big rappers out. You know, you got, well, I guess I got to say some names, Lil Baby, Dub Baby, uh, you know, uh, all the other ones that, that do the uh, that mumble stuff. I ain't, I'm not dissing it because some of the beats nice. I don't understand what they're saying. But it'd be good to have some of those artists who are independent come out and say stuff. But again, uh, uh, go ahead. Third said they're they're just playing uh, out of the reality of what those before them wished for and made it all about the money. They were taught to make money, and that's where their focus has remained. I would agree with that. Go ahead. Do you say something? Oh, and 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 I want to you know play devil's advocate. Like that's your your usual uh, uh, role. You play Dick Dashley. But uh, I I want to kind of like you know I want to kind of wait too because if you remember like if you go back to the riots you know the L.A. riots and what ninety two was it 
You know, you had the LA riots happen, and then, you know, of course, a couple months later, you had the wave of hearing about it in the music. You know what I mean? Now, I know we get music faster now, and like a person could, you know, a person could diss you Friday, and the, and the response be made out already on Tuesday. You know what I mean? That's how fast it is, but, you know, I think too, you know, you, we don't know what people are going through. Right now, you know, everybody's locked down. Everybody, you know, you have music that it came out, you know, probably prior to that was already done. Shout out to, uh, uh, you know, Griselda and, and, and a lot of, I see, you know, a lot of the uh, stuff, uh, Conway just put one out. But, you know, I don't know if it was recorded prior to what's going on. I mean, you just don't know. So I want to give them some, you know, maybe... In a month, maybe in the two, you'll start hearing them Corona songs come out. You know what I'm saying? You know, but maybe, you know, people are dealing with it and they're, you know, wherever they are, a high risk going down. So maybe it will be. Maybe it will be a wave of maybe maybe this will be what these young cats need to, you know, to say, OK, maybe we can speak. Maybe we we I mean, you ain't got to be make a, you ain't got to make a whole song about it. You know what I mean? You know, just say a, a line or two here and there just to let, hey, my sister, da, 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 with Corona, you know, whatever, you know, just something to, you know, connect with the people. And, you know, I'm sure these these uh, artists have family members that's in the healthcare services. You know what I mean? So maybe, you know, we will get that music and maybe it'll be legible. I support a little few of the local artists and you know they post like little freestyles and stuff. I follow them on IG or they might be on my, my Facebook. And I can tell you, I, I, ain't none of them are they spitting the same thing about, you know, somebody rolling up on me and I split his wig and all this other stuff. And I get that it sounds clever, it's cool, it's great to make these these clever things up, but uh, I gotta go with what Veronica Thornton said, you know, we made it about money and they just taking that baton. We gotta go ahead, make sure we poke. We showed up how to talk about current events, and then on top of that, you know, ownership. But Trezana Staples said the COVID-19 changed the game. Everything has changed rapidly, more than ever before. This is a new awakening for everything. Commerce, business, music, education, etc. Patrick Bubba Boy Cole went on to say, that's right, underground is where the real MCs are, like it's always been. Terry Sanders said, what is the brother expecting rap music to be able to accomplish? Um, and then Trezana Staples said, all the arts and artists in every genre been doing live concerts. The game changed. So uh, I just want to read that. Lisa, you probably had something you wanted to add to it. I apologize. Oh, no, you good. Um... So, so getting back to what Patrick said, yeah, we know uh, MC's always been underground. Uh and then Terry said, what does the brother expect the rap music to be able to accomplish? You know, I, I can't say that he said it's going to accomplish anything, but going back to what we were saying, the music, go back to the message. Don't push me because I'm close to the yeah. edge. He just described life in the hood at that particular time. You know, you go back to any of the NWA stuff in the beginning, it just described what they were doing. So it's a reflection. And then Derek, you mentioned right after the, the riots uh, at the Rodney King and the, the NWA made that song, uh, you know, it was a few songs came out, uh, let's say Bloods, Crips on the same squad, but the essays coming, man, this time is uh, squad and mod. So it, it's things that are in, intertwined in the music mm -hmm. that are current at that particular time. And I believe that's just what he's saying. Now, will it affect any change? I don't know. But what it, what it can do is maybe they can learn from the mistakes we made coming up. You know, we were part of the crack epidemic. We were either using it or selling it. Some people have stayed all the way. So I, it just wasn't black and white like that. But some participated in some, in hey, some hey, way. Hey, real, real quick, I was watching a uh, shout out to People's Party, Taleb Kweli, right? And he had a guest on their LP. Now, people don't know LP is one half of Running Jews with Killer Mike. LP is a white dude who's been hip-hop since day one. And LP talked about, you know, how... Hip hop formed his, uh, his his views of of life now as a man, like as a white dude growing up privileged with white privilege. Listening to hip hop made him understand that the life that he was living was bullshit. Basically, you know what I mean. So you know that that you can't overstate an effect when somebody is talking that real. You know what I'm saying, and, and putting it out there in a certain way how it, it can affect a person's mentality and a person's viewpoint, 
You know, you got all these white people listening to this music thinking everything is, is hunky dory and we just twerking and, and, and barking and, and and everything is everything. And now nah, it's not. You know, pe we, we need to be real people. You talk about building these characters, caricatures that people are looking at and they don't have to have any feelings for it. You know what I mean? And when you actually putting your, 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 your life on the line and, and, and your life and what's going on, yeah. So I mean, said, I think he wants to hear current the current situation reflected in the lyrics. Yeah, that's because that's what that's what we that's what we grew up on. You know what I mean? And you have a generation that didn't grow up on that. You have a whole generation that just grew up on, you know, just making music and making it sound good and having fun and getting paid and being, you know, famous. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the ideal of what it is to be an MC. Chasing fame, yeah. chasing money. The industry isn't looking for sound so much anymore. Origi uh, talking about being original, talking about, talking about current important situations. Now they want people talking about all these negative things to influence people to do. And music influences people. It influenced people back in the 60s, back in the 50s. You know what I'm Music has always influenced. Music has always been a universal, universal yeah. language. And it influenced your life. People find their style for music. People find their sound, who they are. They, they'll, hear a, they'll hear a song and... It may reflect who they feel that they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So music is a influencer. Yeah. Hip hop. That's why it's so important. And, and you know before you go, you close it out there. I think what we learned is there used to be a saying that you know art reflects life. Yeah. And that's what hip hop was when it first started. Then a lot of the violence and a lot of the misogyny and a lot of the excess came in. And then life started reflecting art. Well, we know that we can have that impact on a whole generation by talking inane stuff, stuff that makes no sense. What would happen if we spent a whole generation, a whole generation of hip hop about 10, 15 years, well, let's just say 20 years. We spent a generation of putting that positive thing out of how you connect the dots, you know, and this is how you make a million or this is how you, you build a community for your people. Now, imagine what 20 years from now would look like. If we if these kids, they, they understand, okay, I go make money, I'm just having fun. We were talking about this lavish lifestyle. These these kids are actually living that lifestyle that the rappers back in the day was talking about. But Special Ed was talking about he owned an island and all that mm, stuff. Yeah. That these kids are wealthy enough now to go out and buy an island. You, you hopefully understand what I'm saying. So it used to be that art imitated life. Right, right. Now life is imitating. Well, what, well, what you what you have is, you know, the consumers. We as consumers are are a big part of that as well. You know, we say we want things, but when you know the the when artists like Public Enemy could sell two million albums, artists like BDP they could you know what I mean they could sell records like. So now you have artists like you know I, I shout out again Rhapsody. And you know who's not going to be able to move as many units as a Meg Thee Stallion, right? Because she so, ain't showing her body. Right. So what do you know? So the record companies are going. What are they going to put? What are they going to put money behind? What are they going to promote? Like we have to, instead of talking about what we don't want, we have to, you know, again, uh, uh pr you know, pr promote and produce the people that we do, the people who are being positive, the people who are doing these things, you know, are going unnoticed a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? You see, like, you know, we, we, we do this show, and you you see, you know, jackass shit going viral all the time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like well, people get what people get what they pay for. People get what they want. It's what comes first, the chicken or the egg. What would be dope <laughs> is some, for someone to start their own record label where they ha they sign nothing but conscious singers, conscious rappers, conscious musicians that speak on political issues, speak on what's going on, and that's their whole, mm -hmm. the whole genre. Which was rock, which was rock, rock is records. That's, <laughs> that's the first thing, yeah. Well, we need to bring, <laughs> bring, bring rockets back. back. 
You tapped well, into the. Go ahead, Dick Dazzler. But you know what? You're, I'm glad that you use that example. He's not close with this. What you see is the power elite once again. Once again, you had. We are the culture. Look what Babyface and Teddy Riley did. They shut the internet down last week. It was over. You only saw 500,000 on the screen. There was over 3 million people trying to get into that. We are the culture of the world. We are. We just haven't figured out a way to capitalize on it. Those wealthy people have no responsibility to you or I to make sure they put positive things out when it comes to us. So we got to keep that in mind. Let's learn how to capitalize on culture. By the way, D, that Wu Tang had killing, bro. I'm over here with the leaders hat on top of my week. I got on the Aliante golf, golf club hat, and you over there rocking that Wu. Shout out to the Wu Tang. Yeah, man, you tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont, we're the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and the little lady in the house. I want to thank y'all, man, for joining in. You know what I'm saying? Tapping in with us. It's all love all day, man. Tell the people you love them in your life. You love them because tomorrow now, I promise people dropping like flies. Definitely, and keep my brother in your prayers, your energy, whatever it is that you do. Put my brother in it and make some noise about this situation. Make sure you stay royal when you do it. Peace. Peace.